nice too, brother. Yeah. You, oh my gosh. Wait, you've got some good Dysons. What kind of dice do you have? What? Oh my, ooh, girl. Look, wow. Where'd you get those yeah. dice? Got them on Amazon. Ooh, pretty dice. You're my wow. number one. You're they're my actually, number one. Yours You're are nicer, but, but they're a little bit like mine. Yeah, Those dark and lovely. Dark and lovely, make it yours lovely. Are like, yours has a like a marbled with blackness, whereas mine is yes. marbled with uh, vanilla streaks. <laughs> <laughs> vanilla streaks it's like a vanilla raspberry cordial uh, hi everybody this is uh, Matt and Evan oh. Bivens of D. Bivens Brothers yeah you had a topic earlier brother that you wanted to maybe start with just to just happy to Friday get... the 13th that's what it was happy Friday the 13th everybody we're recording this on Friday the 13th whether or not it'll be released on Friday the 13th doesn't matter because you're still going to enjoy this as a podcast later. just think about it as a time capsule back to last week mm -hmm. when, when you were sitting around on Friday at four o'clock or wherever, Panicking. whatever time it is where you are, freaking out, thinking about, <laughs> dear God, I only have 18,000 rolls of toilet paper. I need some more. <laughs> Got to run down to the CVS and get a couple more rolls. <laughs> yeah. Got but it. I can't a, because I'm, I'm one, all two, out of luck. Two tree rolls. You're all out of luck. It's the Friday 13th, so black cat cross your path. You go to the CVS, you roll in, the doors slide open, you get over to the paper, the, the paper Shoot. aisle. Guess what? Go <laughs> straight out the paper shoot, and uh, guess what? All sold out. All anyway, sold. no, it's probably the thirteenth, yeah. and um, and I ha I was thinking it just made me think of of course the the franchise the film franchise, yes. Yes. Um, and and then there was my favorite I think probably of all time in the franchise which is uh, Freddy versus Jason, mm, which is not necessarily one. technically I guess a Friday the Thirteenth film but right. Roll with me, um, but it's it's highly underrated. I think it's one of the best. But then I thought, what if it was Freddy versus Jason versus coronavirus? <laughs> Who, Who would win? win? Who, Who would, would win? win? Okay. Uh, I mean, my my immediate take on that is uh, Freddy, because he can't catch the coronavirus, right? Because he's a dream lord. <laughs> but he is kind of old. He is kind of an old bastard, so, so, he's, so a, he's, he's a high he's risk. He's at risk. Hmm. Well, <laughs> if you can if you can get at him, you just have to believe, right? That's what makes right. No, no, you have to stop believing. You have to stop being afraid of Freddy, and that's what gets rid of him for, for good. That's right? true. That's true. Um, so so believe that he was maybe so maybe that's maybe that's a check for coronavirus because people are more afraid of coronavirus than they are of him. So he his powers are dwindling, dwindling. It's not that. It, so it's not necessarily would would Freddy or Jason succumb to coronavirus or any virus for that matter because the answer to that is probably probably not. Yeah. But because they don't the exist, to, that's the <laughs> right. only way to win. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you are you guys holed up in your in your? Uh, well, you're next door at your office, so you you at least can go across the place if you can't go anywhere else. 
Yes, my office building today became a ghost town. And yeah, yes, uh, there's no one in here, which is kind of cool because I, I usually don't get to plug in my speakers. I'm, I'm very respectful of my fellow. I have very awesome office mates, uh, building office building mates. So I don't really worry about it. But I plugged in the speakers today and, and, and listened to some music live without headphones, which was cool. Okay. Cool. Um, but yes, I'm I'm very safe. I'm very, uh, you know, we joke a little bit, everybody, but we're not joking yeah. about the the seriousness no, of it. Or it's, it's right. We, it, I, look, our our policy in life is you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh at things. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, certainly, you know, we're not we're not belittling or, or making fun of anybody's no. uh, hardships or circumstance. Or stress um, or anxiety. Or stress. Yeah, good Lord. There's enough of that going I, I, around. Well, I, I've been a little stressed, I mean, to be honest. Just in, in my uh, – I think more because of of the surrounding collective unconsciousness. It's funny. I talked about this last like week. People's but, unease is making yes. you stressed? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I was trying to remember what when was the last time I felt this way, this sort of like sense of dread. And uh, Lindsay reminded me it was the hurricane in Charleston mm. where I walked around going, I have no control. Mm. I have no control. I have no control sure. of the situation. Is it dangerous for me? And I spent like that entire week we were rehearsing for some shows. A Sparrow. Yeah. That. Yeah. It was. Um, That's interesting. Another an act of God, something that you just can't. Yep. You're not going to get in front of. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's interesting. But any anybody that's listening to this, that is that is in having sad times. We we're there for you, and we're sorry. And well, it's not our fault, but <laughs> but we are. We're, we're there with you. <laughs> it's not our we're, fault. Actually, it's not our No, but it's it's. We're we're there for you emotionally and uh, understand how it goes. Uh, it's freaky. It's freaky. It's freaky I, I've been you know I've been watching you know friend. at least. It's it, truly, it's a Freaky Friday. Yeah. I've been watching Elise work from home um, the past few days, as everybody has been doing, as I do mm-hmm. every day. But, yeah. um, um, you know, everybody's working from home and, and doing that. But but Elise is, um, for those of you who don't know out there, she's the director of HR for a consulting firm. And so she has five million people calling her, uh, ringing her phone is blowing up saying, you know, with questions that she, you know, nobody has the answers to yet. Right. And so she's trying to manage all that and, and, you know, steer the ship in the, in the right direction, knowing just all that we know. And the meanwhile, you know, doing all of her regular duties that have to get done too. So, yeah. um, it's a, it's, it's just, it's just nuts. It's just That's nuts. Yeah. It will get a little worse before it gets better, but, or maybe a lot worse. We don't know, but it's, uh, I, I, the you know, initial reports, Lindsay went to to Trader Joe's today, and she said that people were being very cool. They're kind of trying to look out for each other, which is nice. And oh, okay. <laughs> like, we'll share this this pack of toilet paper. <laughs> Not Here, that far. You can, ha- you can have one. You can have one roll. <laughs> you can have a half. Let me tear off a few of sheets. sheets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gross. Yeah, but no, your, no, can, just I, can, I, can I, can we, as an aside, can we, can I share with you my most hated commercial of all time or series Please. of commercials for that matter? Oh, yeah. Come it's on. the, it's the Charmin, uh, it's the Charmin <laughs> bears. bears. Cool. 
I knew you were going to say that. But there's one, Horrific. there's one, there's a special one that's really, really nasty. Mm-hmm. It's like where the little baby bear is like, um, he's got underwear. They like her, her mom, his mom picks up the underwear. Do you know what I'm talking about? Picks the I underwear up off the ground. And she's like, Hey, these are clean. And basically the, the, what they're saying is this doesn't have a bunch of scorch marks on it because this baby bear wiped his ass with Charmin. Yeah. It is, it's just so it's just so gross. It's really gross. It's it makes me sick. It makes me I really physically hated sick. It. I, and yet, I, hated that I still buy Charmin. Sure. Yeah. You can't, but you not, can't help yourself. Not recently, because I can't find any. We're actually <laughs> we're actually buying a bidet. Yeah, I saw Lindsay post about that on, not on the because, internet. Not because of the virus, just she's actually wanted one for a long time. Like a really no, long but time. But not a not a separate unit from no, your toilet. Like not that fancy. I think I've yeah. seen I think I've seen a, a an ad for this on 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 the Facebook where it's mm-hmm. it's just like part of your seat lid and it yeah. and it, it's like a, a bidet attachment. Exactly. I have to admit I'm somewhat curious about that. Um, I have no idea. I know. Like is how does that work? And do you I, I guess I you have, have to, to attach water to your water supply yeah. to that? I think you I think you do have to sort of split the water. <laughs> I don't know how it works. She Is it she, she you know she asked me for for an opinion and and I just didn't even look at this. I was like I trust you. I know that's oh. something that you've wanted. She's done, you know, she's a researcher so she knows a lot about it. So I am not I don't have that desire for the bidet. There's lots of other things that I'm, you yeah. know, more interested in. So I just, you know, I'm, I, I will, but I will give you a full report as to what bidet life is. Oh, yeah, maybe I don't want. Well, that. not a full report. Maybe not a full <laughs> report. Yeah, so TPS report. <laughs> <laughs> TP, TPB, TP, TP, NTP, NTP report. TMI, TMI. Yeah, report. definitely, definitely a TMI <laughs> report. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're so we're here today yeah. to answer your burning questions uh, yeah. out in the world of the internet. It, I guess while we're uh, on the topic of of um, of of our imminent doom, uh, there was one of, one of these that that was there. A, was there a topical question in here? Well, yeah. So first of all, I'll do a little. Uh, let's back up and and explain a little bit. So we we had a we had a Biv Bros episode a, a couple of um, episodes ago, where we, you know, we finally said, okay, come on, we should focus these these podcasts just a tiny bit. And we 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 someone suggested that we have sort of a a call in slash write in advice column. There's lots of little quotes going on. Uh, an advice column where people ask us questions and we we answer them totally unqualified to do so just for fun and and you know we're not doctors we're not therapists we're nothing we're just two white dudes that (laughs) that like their moms too too we're pretty sensitive dudes anyway same mom and we we call it uh, uh ask a biv i think that was the i think that was the title of this segment yeah um it was so much fun. We're doing a, a second uh, installment of this segment. We ha- we have pr- ten yeah. questions, and I thought I could just, you know, f- you know, Dungeons and Dragon the size them a little bit if you'd like. 
And D10. Uh, unless there's one that unless there's one that you really wanted to answer straight up, straight out. You no, were go for it. I, I was I was going to go for the topical one, but um, yeah. but go for it. Um, go for it. Yeah, okay. let's 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 randomize. Yeah. yeah. So thank you guys for sending in these questions. They're all great, heartfelt, funny, uh, and engaging. And the first one is number two. Oh, and we're going to start strong, I guess, uh, from uh, Amber Hasty Mills. She, she, she actually sent this in last time, but we kept it because it's interesting to me, I guess. And Amber asks, in the past, you have spoken openly about having ADHD and recently noted on Cool Demo, which is a, another podcast that we're a part of, that you feel distracted and anxious if your surroundings are cluttered. What strategies do you suggest to keep things neat and organized? Mm. For example, not just shoving stuff in drawers. <laughs> that's my strategy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> Amber, that is a great question. Uh, yeah, I, I do speak open, uh, openly about ADHD and, and kind of more than, interestingly enough, more than I used to because my wife is deaf, as a lot of you know, and, and we're both really involved in, in sort of uh, conversations about disability and are trying to surround ourselves with people who are who are trying to talk about disability in a very honest way and, and, and learn more about it and how it applies to arts and all kinds of things. So uh, it's been an interesting topic for me personally recently because ADHD is, is starting to be considered what they call an invisible disability. And again, I'm not saying that I necessarily condone or agree with this, but what that means are disabilities that might be more cognitive in nature. You know, I, in some ways I'm emboldened to talk about it more. In some ways I'm, I'm less uh, emboldened because my wife is, you know, was, was born with a, a disability that is, that is, you know, needs a lot of attention in, in the world. Uh, but as it applies to me and trying to understand ADHD as far as, as far as it has affected my life, that is important. We all have to know that, that everything is relative, right? So there are, there are things that, that my diagnosis of, of being ADHD in the past, uh, has brought to light this almost like a sense of comfort to me to understand that, that I'm not alone, first of all, I'm not the first person to be diagnosed this way. And secondly, that it's something that I can study and learn and, and track and un- try to understand. So I don't, for example, get depressed about not being able to be attentive about things or be focused on certain things or get things done or, or you know, because that's, I think, what happened in my, when I was younger, is that I didn't understand that, that uh, other people felt this way and there were ways to c- sort of learn mechanisms to cope or take medicine or whatever I needed to kind of get things done. Does that all, all make sense? Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, y- you could champion it too. It's, I'm not saying that you can't. I, there are parts about being ADHD that I, that I really am grateful for. I think I l- sometimes I really love the way my brain works and sometimes it's very hard on me and I, I can get hard on myself. Well, we've talked about... Um, how you know our, our whether she is, would recognize it or not our our mom um very similarly you know probably has these struggles although in her generation that's just not a thing right 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 um but that she chose her profession whether intentionally i mean i guess not intentionally but she lucked out and in that she chose a profession where she is 
constantly multitasking all the time. It's like it's kind of the perfect, uh, and, and it's always changing as well. So Acting, you know, she's yeah. going from yeah, uh, from role to role, and she's always got something new to do every every moment. So <clears throat> she's not forcing herself into a mold that's going to um, create inner conflict, which in our various and for so for in our world for jump that's probably fits pretty good for you probably is a good uh an outlet that works well but maybe maybe web development all the time you know i don't know i don't know how how that it's it's different different. i yeah i it's, it's funny that you say that biff because we went we went from school and school is very difficult for me very very difficult but I, I'm, I'm just in the age where that, uh, people were not really diagnosing kids with ADHD that often. You had to be pretty much undeniably hyperactive. And I've never been super hyperactive. So I think I kind of fell under plenty of radars. So a lot of it I internalized, like the nightmare that doing homework could be or certain kinds of homework that were just the, the monotony and then I... You know, so instead I just sat there beating myself up as I grew up. And then yeah. we went to art school and then we started a rock band, as you said, which is a perfect place for someone with ADHD because it's a constant changing and constant learning and constant doing. So I didn't really even I wasn't even super aware of the symptoms and the concept of symptoms until jump would take a break. If, if we were off the road for any reason and I had to do other things like clean my room or or take care of myself or if we had to have sort of a side job like that's when that's when I got depressed that's when it really 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 hit me and I and I didn't know what was going on because I had one one world I was extremely confident about um surviving in you know the world of rock and roll and then I would get off the road and I would just feel like that, you know, that I was the worst human being ever because I just couldn't do anything. Uh, right. So the good news, the, the good news about that sad story is that I have learned a lot of techniques to kind of, first of all, understanding. So I know that that's what happens when I need, to, when I am supposed to fit into a quote unquote nine to five world or just a, a world that is that that demands that kind of focus and, and completion and so on and so forth, I know to give myself a break, but also that I have some ways to, you know, some mechanisms to use. I do take medicine sometimes, uh, which helps a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm what, a pro medicine dude. What mm. makes it, what makes it spike? Do you have any idea what, like when it's stronger, when it's lesser, like, like diet, do you think, like, what, do you have mm. any ideas about what affects it in terms of sleep? Food, yeah. stress, etc. Diet, I haven't played with too much. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure sugar, sugar and caffeine are probably well, not great sh- for me. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and yet, and yet, uh, caffeine has been was you know was my self medication of choice once I've figured out. Oh wow, this really helps. I, I don't uh, sugar. I think is not good for me. I'm sure that I could find diets. They haven't really proven actually that. Diet is a huge part of it. Sleep, mm. however, m- 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 massive, massive part mm. of it. And if I don't get enough sleep, uh, then days are far, far 
you more scattered, uh, inattentive, unfocused. <laughs> the irony is, is that yeah. people with ADHD have a very difficult time cutting off at night. And so the sleep doesn't really come, even mm. though I know that I need it. So it's kind of mm. a catch-22. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, what that's, about, a, that's what a struggle. about melatonin? Yeah, melatonin helps me. It, you know, I, I, I think because, because I am pro-medication, I'm also very hyper aware of what I do take and when and how much mm-hmm. because I don't feel like I have an addictive personality, but I know that these are potentially dangerous chemicals, uh, even things like melatonin. You know, you just kind of want to be aware because they do have, you know, people do become addicted to them and yeah. I don't yeah. ever want to get there. So I kind of I kind of ride different waves and understand and honestly – uh, going back to what you were saying, Amber, I kind of have to plan certain kinds of projects. That that helps me a lot. Is is knowing? So, for example, Jump Little Children. I didn't have to take Adderall uh, pretty much the entire month of December, except I did start to discover that a a tiny bit of my of my dose um, before a show was incredibly helpful to me. But I didn't have to take it all day. So I was taking a whole lot less maybe than I would normally if, if I had to get, say, some some development work done. But a, a little bit for a show would allow me to focus on playing notes correctly. Because another, another big part – see, I've said this before. ADHD doesn't, to me, mean attention deficit as much as it is focus deficit because I'm plenty attentive, Right. The, the problem is that when beautiful people are screaming right in front of me and or I'm laughing about something or I look over and see uh, Jonathan do something funny or, or, or cello player Ward, that is so easily can derail what I really need to be doing, which is playing the correct chords to a song, right? <laughs> and so, so many a tiny, There's so many notes. <laughs> so it's, it's, that, it's that my attention goes from where kind of it should be to, oh my, oh my God, oh my God. So, uh, so that, that was, that has been an interesting experiment. Uh, other times I just pick projects like ironically editing anything, editing, um, podcasts or videos does not really need, um, a, a stimulus or my usual medicine because there's something about editing that puts you in and I think they're proving this that it puts you into sort of a f- more of a flow state it's the it's the creative it's the it's the getting started and finishing stuff but editing mm. if you kind of just let it go can be a very creative function that doesn't necessitate stuff you can get kind of hyper focused about editing mm-hmm. uh and so cluttering, yes, clutter definitely, definitely. Like right I, I now, I'm looking. I, I, at I have some advice uh, yeah. for for Emily on that. Uh, you can Amber. Emily, you can do what what I'm sorry, Amber. Yeah, apologies. Um, you can do what Matt did, and you can marry someone who is <laughs> extremely organized. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, and I'm not dissing Matt. I'm not the. I'm definitely not the most organized person. I am like Matt in that I can't it's tough for me to be creative if there's clutter around, but, um, I have a general sense of 
like I have to, my space can get to a general sense of like, oh, that's acceptable. But I have black holes of, you know, crap that's been stuffed in drawers that, that mm -hmm. I, I just try not to think about. Um, so Matt and I are more alike probably in that way. Um, and, then, and I know we talked uh, about this a lot, so we should probably change. But I will say that I mean, to specifically answer your question, one thing that I have found that really, really helps uh, with attention deficit because I it's part impulsivity too, and it's about like wanting new things. Go out to container store, and mm. it doesn't have to actually be built for what you're trying to organize. You can whatever looks fun. It could be super cheap. Just get something new. Get something new and cheap, and go home and organize. That will inspire you to get the job done. It really mm. works. Like for me. Yeah. Uh, one of the most difficult things for me is packing. It's a nightmare. It's, I don't know why. Mm. It's just part of it. And so uh, what Lindsay will do is she'll lay out cubes, the cubes. And they're so fun and colorful. And so the, the e-bag cubes. Yes, um, e-bag cubes. E-bag is a company that makes some of them. And so I have to, this, the, mental, uh, the mental challenge is to, how, where do pa pants fit? Where do shirts fit? How do I make this? And that actually does help. Actually yeah. Does. So for those of you who don't know what an e-bag cube is, it's a zippered pouch that, that you can just put your socks in or your underwear or your shirt or your pants. And so, and you can kind of see inside so that when you're traveling, everything's organized really well. Um, so that way, mm -hmm. if you, if you are dealing with ADHD, you can say, oh, my pants go in that one. Yeah. You just zip it up. You're done. Just anyway. make zip it. <laughs> make zip it. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Good work. But I, I don't it. know. I, I've never been. I've never sought um, uh, any evaluation on whether I'm AD or ADD or ADHD or, or any of the above. I, I I've always ended up on the the hyper focus into the spectrum, which apparently can be a form of ADHD. Uh, um, yeah. I mean. But yeah. I I've I've. Uh, it's so funny how our two experiences can be so different. It is, but um, that's also uh, you're you're also a reason you're you're a good example of of people that I, I align myself with that that helped me to get the job done. You yeah. you and Lindsay, for example, it's interesting that. Well, can we just come over to each other's houses and organize each other's closets? Yeah, I need right yeah. now. I need to organize my closet and my kitchen cabinets and my. Yeah. My chest over here, my chest of documents. Come on, somebody come over and help me do that. <laughs> that's another. That's actually another. That's another really good tip. Of is that, is that I am really good at organizing other people's things, again mm -hmm. because of the newness and the, right. you know the and, like, and there's no emotional attachment. You don't have to exactly. make decisions that have consequences. Yeah. Well, um, again, not right. doctors, not therapists, don't know shit. Not, not qualified. <laughs> not qualified. Not interesting. Just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I'm not saying uh, also, you know, don't, I take, I, I'm okay with medicine. Not saying that you should take medicine. Just, just saying. Do you want to roll a 1D10? I've got a brand new 1D10. I've never rolled it in my life. I've got a brand new 1D10. My, my D10, um, has... It's it's not like the old days where it has the numbers one through ten. It's got ten through hundred. Hmm. Yeah, I've got one of those too. You don't have a regular one too? No, but I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna call that's a sixty. So we're gonna call that a six. Let's call it a six. 
All right. Comes Perfect. from our good friend, uh, from from our good friend Carrie Kennedy. Man, she's funny. Um, yeah. But if you don't, if you know Carrie Kennedy, you already know that. But if you don't, go be her friend if she lets you. <laughs> she seems pretty discerning. <laughs> she may not like you. <laughs> we all, we all and if she doesn't, I would I would back the. F up. Anyway, she says, uh, got any advice about adding creative time and or space into a ridiculously jam-packed week? Mm. Smiley face. Uh, I have hobbies that are time-consuming, painting, drawing, etc., but there is literally never enough time to sit down and do the things that I want to do. Mm. Difficulty level. Anxiety ramps up if I don't get, quote, all of the things done that I, quote, should get done. But then again, if I could get it uh, together and take time for hobbies, that would help with the anxiety. Mm. You don't have to reveal any deep personal truths or anything, but I kind of figure you guys could relate considering how much you guys always seem to have uh, a lot going on at once. Yep. Um, so I, I believe – I believe – um, I believe Carrie and her sweet husband have kids, right? Yes. So, um, so Matt and I may not be able to completely relate to the level of jam-packedness that is your life, Carrie, yes. because yours is extra upon extra. But for sure, it's it's uh, I don't and, and therefore I don't you know as we've already stated our advice is worthless <laughs> so it might be extra worthless to you now <laughs> because since we don't have kids and we have no tips on how to deal with that, um, uh, you know the the one thing that has has worked for me has been to number one um, turn it into bite sized chunks and I've got this advice from somebody who does have kids. Uh, I was taking a comics writing class online uh, a while back and the fella, Andy, um, who teaches it, uh, he's got kids and, and he, you know, he said that he, he scheduled, first of all, he schedules his week. Actually, this is probably very good advice from, from Andy. Uh, um, he schedules his week uh, and it's very regimented. Like the, the whole thing, he knows exactly what he's going to do uh, all week long. Um, he just puts it on the calendar down to the kind of the minute. And he tries to be very, he tries to adhere to that as, as hardcore as he possibly can. And that way he knows like, okay, this is, this is time for me to write my comic. Um, and the, the way that he got to this was that, you know, he, he knew, he, he found out pretty quickly, like if he worked his day doing whatever he does and, and, um, you know, he's got a pretty demanding job. He owns his own business uh, that's involved in writing comics and editing comics. But once you get to the end of this day, all of a sudden it's dinner time, it's kids, it's wife, it's family. And any idea that he had to just sit down and write after work was over, it never worked, not ever. And I can, I can 100% relate to that. For me, uh, if I'm working all day designing webs, brands, whatever it is, and I want to sit down and draw or do something for fun for myself, my brain is pretty blown out and I'm kind of sick of being creative anyway. And that's might be somewhat different than other people's because my, my day job is a creative job, but I feel like brain power is brain power and energy is energy. Most people get to the end of their day. They're like, Oh my God, please don't. Yeah. So anyway, uh, our good, my, my friend Andy, that's one way that he does it is he's just he's super regimented about his time. So he knows exactly what he's going to do. And he just he makes his personal time 
uh, it's holy, right? No one can touch it. No one can mess with it unless it's an absolute emergency. Um, getting up early, I found for me personally is also a key thing because again, like I said, in the evening after work, my brain is done. But if I have a little bit of time in the morning, and this also circles back to what Andy was saying, um, he always encouraged the students to do it every day, even if it's just for five minutes. Don't mm-hmm. don't put it, keep it in your mind that you have to uh, that you have to like sit down and write or draw or do something for hours on end because you don't realistically have that amount of time and you're just going to continue this frustrated feeling. Now, I still struggle with this. <laughs> I struggle with this all the time and there's always something that gets in the way. Like right now, you know, I, I, I like to get up in the morning and, and get my coffee and sit down before I eat breakfast and uh, work on either a drawing or design project that I'm having fun with um, that's not related to work. And um, and then I find myself, oh, well, but I've also got to spend some time working on a project that I'm not really getting paid for. So, you know, I don't want to work on that when I, you know, when I should be working on things I am getting paid for. <laughs> so that <laughs> creeps in or, oh, crap, I got to do my taxes. There's always something. There's always oh, something. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah life life is yeah. life is like that but i think andy's got the best approach that's exactly what i would say too and and i would just add that that i, I it's kind of a hip word right now is going to look up who exactly to do but the the phrase that a lot of people use is time blocking and kind of if you look up time blocking even on like youtube or something i bet thomas frank has a uh, video on time blocking. Apparently Elon Musk is a time blocker and it's exactly what Evan's saying. It's where you really use the calendar and you know, if if you need that 5 minutes to to like Evan said just just draw something, right? So I've started this thing uh again inspired by Evan's wife to wake up in the morning early. I don't like waking up early. I don't enjoy, I wake up and I'm, sometimes I'm angry, but I, at the very <laughs> most, well, I mean, I just don't like waking up early. I just really don't. But you know, waking up at six 30 for me is kind of a chore. Just, but I go, I go across to the office at the very least. I do five minutes of yoga, five minutes reading, five minutes writing, five minutes, uh, what's the other one? Meditating. Talking about your, your miracle morning. Miracle yeah, mornings, miracle yeah. Morning. Yeah. It's still, oh, I'm still on it. That's something to investigate. It. You yeah. are. I'm still I, I doing f- it. I fell off. I fell off the that's wagon. Okay. Um, that's okay. But that's the last thing. Don't beat yourself up. That's the main yeah. thing. It's like beating yeah. yourself up helps zero humans. If anything, it probably just reinforces negative feelings with associates negative feelings with the thing that you want to associate positive feelings with. Yes. So don't, that's a real pitfall. Do whatever you do. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. And I'm, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. I do it all the time. Um, <clears throat> enjoy it. I'll say, I said, I would also advise you to go towards the things that you're having the most fun with. For instance, uh, for a while I was really chasing down drawing comic pages and trying to, you know, become a better or big, you know, just explore sequential art. And it's such a monumentally difficult skill. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to it. I can't yeah. explain it all that the more I sat down, just the learning curve was so steep. 
and, it, and I'm starting with a head start more than most people because I'm a designer. I went to art school. I've got some fundamental knowledge already, but it's still like this. The learning curve is so intense that it became not a whole lot of fun. Um, and I know that you can push through that until it becomes more fun, we hope. But um, sometimes that's not like you have to stop and go, wait a minute. If I'm sitting here to do something that I, I want, that I'm intending to enjoy doing, and I'm not really enjoying it that much, maybe I need to rethink, should I be doing it? That's mm -hmm. okay. Totally okay to like, to, to not force yourself to do something that you're not really liking. So I kind of shifted in my mind. It's like, oh, well, just kind of organically, this other thing popped up that was fun. So I started doing that for myself. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily drawing, but still, you know, it was scratching a similar itch. Anyway, yeah. enjoy it. You got this. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself Block up. Block your time. Mm -hmm. Take its bite-sized chunks. And then, and please, when you do paint something or you draw something or you do whatever, um, please go to our face page and, and, and show us what you're doing. Yeah. Please. Okay. Okay. That would be great. I would, like, I would love that all the days. All right, Goodbye. let's keep going. Roll the dice. <laughs> Roll the dice. Okay. Goodbye. This is from our friend Stephanie, Reinhard Potet, and she asks, what is R.E.M.'s best album? But then she only gives us two options. <laughs> R.E.M.'s best album, colon, document versus life's rich pageant discuss so she knows that we're enormo rem fans we are from winston-salem uh -huh. where murmur was was recorded uh yeah. michael stipe personally was an enormous inspiration for my stage presence my style my everything mm -hmm. rem is pretty much one of my top three so that's a good mm -hmm. question evan would you like to go first or what <clears throat> um Sure. Uh, okay, so R.E.M.'s <laughs> best album, Document versus Life's Rich Pageants. Mm -hmm. um, R.E.M. Mm -hmm. had a lot of great records, and I, I have very strong feelings about which ones of those are are good records and which ones aren't good records. Yes. Um, those are both definitely in their top top three, both of those records, I'd say. If, if they're not number one and two, I mean, she's, she's definitely not wrong. Those, those are some of the strongest. Yeah. Um, nostalgically, mm -hmm. Life's Rich Pageant has probably always been my favorite REM record. It's always been the number one. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was, that was a very special time in my, you know, upbringing, you know, coming up as a kid, falling in love with music, uh, being at art school, it just has very strong, powerful memories, and it's front to back just f flawless, really. Um, document is a little bit darker, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's itchier. it's edgier or itchier. Itchier, just I don't know. Itchy? Like makes you feel a little, itchy. A little, yeah, darker and a little more sinister and a little more uh, un like. Uh, you could tell Stipe and them were, were kind of worried about the world. Political. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was itchy, definitely like, where they anxious. got very... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just dialing up R.E.M. just to see what all the songs... Because it, it's fairly flawless, too. I mean, there's... I can't think I of... You know, there's... It wasn't until um, out of time, really, where I got to the point where I was s skipping songs on records, mm -hmm. right? 
uh, and then definitely after out of time, I, I paid less and less and less and less attention. Um, so yeah, so document, Finest Work Song, Welcome to the Occupation, Exhuming McCarthy, Disturbance at the Heron House, Strange, It's the End of the World as We Know It, The One I Love, Fireplace, Lightning Hopkins, King of Birds, Oddfellows. I don't, I mean, I don't know why, I don't know why Lightridge Pageant um, for me is, uh, edges it out just a little bit, but I, I'd say just because of, um, like I said, that nostalgic thing, Begin the Begin, these were two of their most anthemic yeah. records in my mind, which is so weird because at that point, you know, it was still college. They were a college rock band, not an indie yeah. rock band. They were right. uh, big on college radio. They did not have big hits. Their following was still growing, but it wasn't really until Green came out, right, that Stand was a huge, a much bigger hit. Um, um, I mean, but they didn't have a number one hit until Out of Time. But they were still, right. they were already playing arenas before out of time, right? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because tour film, which is yep. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was right. that was done. That was a world tour at arenas and stuff, and that was came out for the for Green. Um, Western's pageant, begin the begin. These days, follow me, Cuyahoga hyena underneath a bunker, flowers of Guatemala, I believe. What if we give it is away? It? Just a touch, Swan Swan H and Superman. Come on, just go it's, home, go home and listen to that record. I know it's 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 so Swan Swan H definitely one of my favorite songs ever right at Superman of course same thing I mean these are songs that are just it, it you know they were they were earworms when I was younger and now all it takes is just like saying the names of those songs and they're going to be in my head for the rest of the day maybe even the rest of the week I went through and then the flip side of that is that my entire <laughs> my entire freshman year of college I sat in a rocking chair and and played uh it's the end of of the world as you know it over and over and over and over and over. It was just, I mean, I kind of felt like it was the end of the world because, you know, (laughs) freshman year of of college was hard, but, but it just was exactly what I needed. I, I mean, I honestly, this is a cop-out answer, but I could, I could, I could put them together as one glorious album and, (laughs) I don't I think they're gonna let fair. you do that. I know. They won't let you do okay, that. Okay, then then I guess I'm gonna I guess I'm going with a, um, a document as mine. Really it's interesting. So 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 close. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just had a revelation somewhat that um, it, why you and I particularly might love REM the way that we do. Uh, other than that, you know, they are inspiring performers, and we like the music and all that. But we've talked about in the past how they are a southern band, and you don't yeah. you don't think of REM as a southern band in the context of the way that you think of like the Doobie Brothers or or Allman Brothers or Allman <laughs> whichever Brothers, bro- yeah. whichever of those brothers are southern. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, Leonard Skinner or Southern Rock. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't. It's not mm-hmm. Southern Rock, right? But right. they are. They were. Even in my 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 teenage mind, where I didn't necessarily, I didn't probably understand this at the time. But I think I identified with them as people who were like me, who mm-hmm. identified as being Southern, but in, in not any typical way, shape, or form. I don't sound Southern. I don't act Southern. You're liberal. Whatever, you know. I'm. Yeah, liberal. I mean, that's liberal. not necessarily fair to say. There's a lot of liberal 
uh, people here in the South. But, sure. but typically the way that where the Southerners are known certainly is probably to be uh, more conservative. But um, certainly the people that Matt and I grew up with in school, we were we were we were the freaks and geeks. And in yeah. REM, we're definitely freaks and geeks. But there was something, especially on Fables of the Reconstruction, I'd say their most bluegrassy, southerny mm-hmm. sounding record. Um, but Stipe never, uh, he was never afraid of sounding twangy at times. Not right. that that, again, also made it, that wasn't the thing that made them southern. They just had a, a vibe. It's, it was just the south that I understood growing up, right? You, and you know who else? So, I'm sorry. No, oh, go ahead. I just kind of, you know, who else has that vibe that I think they, they loved is, um, uh, um, uh, Flannery O'Connor. The author? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Southern Gothic. The, the concept of, of a Southern world that is full of intelligence and forward thinking and championing the South and championing the sounds of it and the feeling of it and the slowness of it and the heat of it. The weirdness of it. And the, and, but, but especially the weirdness of it. And I think that just really, that was just like, you know, stuff that we needed to, because I've, I, I kind of feel, of course I don't know because I didn't grow up there, but I kind of feel like the people that I know that grew up in say New York city had all of that. They had access to anything they wanted, the good, the bad, the weird, the, wonderful the all of it because it's a big old city right and 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 but then in winston-salem a small always been kind of sleepy town uh that you know it's it's different it was just different we didn't have those Mm. things and to to see people not only uh play music that we loved and be that we want but dress the way they wanted and 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 yet and let love all of that Southern stuff, which is the big thing for me. It's like, I am the first person to just outright defend the South. I know there's plenty and plenty of things that are not cool about it. There's plenty of things that are not cool about anywhere, but I'm, I'm always ready to champion it. And I think it's, it's because I, I like R.E.M., the members of R.E.M., and just, I know that there's so much magic in it. It's a very magical sound. They had, so, the, they, they had the thing. They had that thing. Yeah. I had the thing. <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> Next. Wait, it's Next. my turn. It's my oh, yeah. Turn. Sorry. 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 Go. Oh, my God. I've got ants swarming. <laughs> my keyboard and everything. What the hell is happening? Ants marching. Nine. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay. So, number nine, I rolled a nine. Yes. Roll for roll initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this comes from our, our friend Jenna Cohen, our good friend Jenna Cohen, who lives in, in Washington, D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she says here. Let me let me blow this up. Um, these are terrible distracts distractions. These are terrible distractions, but they're fun thought experiments and get to know you games. Maybe question mark number one. What sci-fi slash fantasy story does this most remind you of? And I think that this she's referring to is our current. Um, embroilment with yeah. Yeah, our, our current viral uh, experience. Um, number two, if Pandemic. all of you, no, sorry, if all of a sudden you had to stay in your home until, let's say, the end of the month, what food item would you need to buy more of slash mm. did you make sure to stock up on? Relatedly, I don't think I have enough beer. <laughs> uh, no doubt. 
yeah, no doubt. That's a good one. Um, a good one. Okay, so let's so let's let's take this um, one by one. So yeah. um, number one, what sci-fi or fantasy story does this most remind you of? Um, interesting. Interesting. I mean, well, I mean, I think the two most obvious are they're not really even sci-fi or fantasy. They, I suppose they were sci-fi at the time, and now it's just reality. Yeah. Um, um, and we're talking about Outbreak, um, the 1995 movie, who I think yeah. his 30th anniversary was just a few days ago. Um, yeah. And then, and then, of course, Contagion, which came out a few years ago. Um, I, I didn't. I don't remember caring about either of those movies that much. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've always been. I've always been very, very deeply disturbed uh, by uh, pandemic stories. I don't. I don't like them. I don't seek them out. I don't want to watch that because I. I've just always known that this scenario that we're in right now, and then later on, it's gonna. You know, there's gonna be something worse than this. <laughs> right? Like this is bad. But there's always something worse that's going to be coming our way. And exactly. and so as much as I like horror movies, uh, that's not something – it's just a little – it makes me feel too bad. A little um, too close to home. A little too close to home. But gosh, sci-fi – I'm trying to – I'm struggling to even think of just a straight-up sci-fi or fantasy story that this reminds me of. Or, do you have one? Uh, no. I mean I was going to say stand, stand the, uh, oh, the book. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, the book well, sure. stand. That's a great, that's a great uh, one. That's, yeah. So that's that's that was kind of one that I was thinking of. Also, Stephen King has actually been very vocal about someone. Did you read? Did you see this tweet mm, or response to no. a tweet? Someone, someone was tweeting um, that to Stephen King or at him that uh, that this felt like the stand, and he was like, "Look, this is nothing like the stand. You're you're stop panicking. You're fine. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're okay. Chill." bro <laughs> and then some <laughs> idiot i think even got it on the thread and was like did you read the stand <laughs> oh no oh. what if they what if they weren't able to read how rude uh yeah so the stand <laughs> and then uh you know i guess he could go any any of the any of the uh resident zombie. evils resident yeah. evils and and uh walking deads and Thirty-two sure. later, thirty-five. What is it? Thirty-one yeah. days later. I mean, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful one. Um, yeah, but I mean, none of that stuff. Like, but horrible. I, you know, I would say I, it, maybe there's a better analogy of a movie is. that's that's about panicking mm. more than just disease, right? Because the reality is, this is certainly nothing to be trifled with, but it's also not the bubonic plague. I've got one. Children okay. Don, of Men. Donnie Darko. Oh. <laughs> Children of Men. <laughs> Children of Men. Is that about? That's been so long since I've seen that. That's about so disease. It is. Well, it, it is about women uh, being suddenly unable to have children, and so the population starts going, and so that makes Stark. any babies born like gold, and mm, and people so are crazy. I mean, why? Gold. Why the last man? Why the last man? Yeah, well, that's yeah. Definitely. That's that's def- certainly my favorite sci-fi yeah. or fantasy story so about why, why the last man pandemic is apocalypse. Do it. Anyway, so what food item? Uh, what food item? So yeah, if all of a sudden you had, had to stay in your home until in the month, what food item would you need to buy more of? Um, we, we've actually actively talked about uh, making sure that we just have some you know core 
staple, like just like rice and beans stuff. Yeah. We have two, we're a two instant pot home here. Um, so yeah, just like staples, staple stuff, rice and beans and crap like that, which I think we're actually going to do because you know, who, who the hell knows? Um, apparently we didn't get enough toilet paper. Um, <laughs> but, um, that's not our fault. Um, we, um, you, yeah, no, no beer. Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting those things, beans, rice, um, some pasta, uh, the, the sure. thing that, that I would start missing a lot is apples. I'm really into oh. apples. I know. It's tough. I know, it's me tough too. Thing. Pears. Like apples, like pear, like fruit in general. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we'll see what it's like. I, I, I don't go to the, I don't physically go to the store anymore mm. because my car broke down a long time ago and I don't, <laughs> haven't been able to fix it. So I've been doing this Instacart thing, which I don't know if you've ever tried Instacart. You guys live so close to two yeah. stores that it's probably, stores. yeah, it's not really, not, not really a thing for you, but, but for me, the stores aren't that close. There's a new one. There's a Publix that opened up nearby, but, um, there's a chain here called Sprouts, mm-hmm. which is basically like Whole Foods, but cheaper, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. So, um, I, it, I enjoy it about a million times more to have my groceries delivered and I have a little cart. I just go down. I live in a comp apartment complex, and, and when they get to the gate, I just go down there and they plop them in there. Oh my God! Not going to the store, best thing ever. Best thing ever because I don't like people. I don't like being around people. I don't like trying to. You're trying to get the avocado that I want. I'll cut you. Wow. <laughs> and now With- you're trying to put your your coronavirus on my avocado. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the point was, I, I do need to make an order soon, and I'm curious to see what all's going to be sold out of what, right? Yes. Um, should we do one more, Biff? Or? Let's do one more. Yeah, I think this is your okay. role. Okay. Go, go back. Go, 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 go. We love you guys. These are great. Uh-huh. This is a, so this is our from our friend Megan, and she she asks, uh, Duran Duran is neither a Duran nor a Duran. Discuss. <laughs> okay. Do Duran you know what Duran. a Duran is? I, I have to admit, I have no idea what a Duran is. I don't think Can we find out thing. live? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. So the first thing that pops up on, on old Google is a Duran is an innocent angel blessed in many ways. What? Some people wallow in their self-pity and worthlessness, but the guy rises above all the inbred BS. What? What? <laughs> what? Did I? Have I gone insane? I'm li- I'm literally reading to you the, the the entry from Urban Dictionary. Let me start over. Duran. I don't want you Dur- to. Duran is an innocent <laughs> angel, blessed in many ways. Period. Some people just wallow in their self-pity and worthlessness, but the guy. Rises above all the inbred, inbred BS. He's pure and intelligent with a clean heart. He makes people think to themselves how lame they are when they have to write stupid-ish about him online because their hate of themselves has made them sell out. What? (laughs) 
<laughs> this is real. This is really oh here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the link right now so you can yeah, treat please your eyes to this. I'll put that. I'll put that in the show notes. <clears throat> well, that's about as, as crazy, insane as I've ever heard. And yet, uh, and yet, and yet, it kind of describes Duran Duran. <laughs> Because they are, they may not they be were innocent angels, but they look like angels. That's true. And they were definitely blessed in many ways, right? And ish. I'm sure at some point in their lives, they've, they like we all have, they've wallowed in self-pity and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, self-consciousness turned to worthlessness. But they mm-hmm. rose above all the inbreds that were around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm they, into it. They're... Are, were they pure and intelligent with a clean heart? I don't know. Clean. Have you seen the the unedited? Have you seen the unedited video for Girls on Film? No. It's not clean. It's pretty. It's like definitely hard R, very wow. rated R. Okay. Well, that's uh, what do I'll they be doing do later. they make people? He do they make people think to themselves how lame they are when they have to write stupid ish about them online because the, their hate of themselves has made them sell out. <laughs> Those words don't make sense to me, strung <laughs> together. So I, I can't necessarily <laughs> speak to whether or not that describes Duran Duran or not. So we'll just leave that. Um, anyways, uh, anyways, um, yeah. the only thing that I came up with is that the band took their name from Roger Vadim's 1960s cult sci-fi classic film Barbarella, starring Jane Fonda. And there was a there was a character played by Milo O'Shea called Durand Durand, with D's. Mm. So, wow! I mean, even there, Megan, Durand Durand is is neither a Durand or a Durand or a Durand Durand. So on every level, I mean, I think we have actually done what you asked, which is discuss this. <laughs> We've discussed <laughs> a topic that made no sense, but we. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Duran Duran, just wash your hands. Just wash your hands. That's all we got. Just wash your hands or round around. Round around, go round around and wash your hands just like a clown. I'm down to clown. I'm down to pound and I really want to wreck it when I rock the sound. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, That was Uh, a successful Ask a Biv, I would say. I hope so. well for us. I don't know if it was for anybody out there, but uh, uh, I I've enjoyed it, brother. You know, I always enjoy just spending time with you. I love you. Same. I love uh, you too. Everybody out there, yeah. Uh, stay calm. I know you mm-hmm. hear it all the time, but just things are going to be okay. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be all right. Um, and be smart. Don't panic. Yeah. Please. We're gonna and, be and write us if you're if you're feeling scared. Just 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 send us a note. And write us, and we will not make you think you. to your yourself how lame you are when you have to write stupidish about him online. We won't do that. Amen. Amen. We are neither a Duran nor a Duran nor a Duran. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. Yes. Until then. Until next week, brother. Until next Namaste. week, brother. Have a good old time Have a fun time